Yo. <laughs> so this is this is the second episode um, I'm recording with with Ish. Yeah, nice to be back, man. Appreciate you coming back. Yeah. Uh, last time we spoke, I definitely came back. Yeah, man. I'm not still here. Relax, man. Give <laughs> <laughs> no, me a right. half an hour lecture. <laughs> Make sure you don't do this and you don't do that. Nah, joke, man. It's easy, it's easy, bro. Having yeah. fun. Yeah. So last time we spoke, uh, we were t- we were talking about the foundation year, and you basically um, getting kicked out at fifteen or sixteen. Mm. Was it the end of fifteen or? Uh, it was, yeah, like 16, beginning of 16. Beginning of 16. Yeah, end of 15, beginning of 16, round about there. Mm. Yeah. That is mad. That is mad. Yeah, when things um went downhill for me, it was, to be honest, at the end of 16. Mm. End of 16, 17 was, was my situation, but early 16 is tough Mm. do you mind going into the reasons behind why things things went down why things went down yeah Um, yeah so no essentially I was 15 early 16 living in a you know very strict Muslim household and I essentially was going through uh, understanding my sexuality and I'm, I'm a gay man so my parents or my, my dad decided one day to be honest it was actually a, uh, it was actually a lapse in my judgment uh, the rest of my family were on holiday it was only me my big bro and my dad at home mm. so I was using my dad's laptop yeah every day because he would just be out at work or doing whatever so i just left all my social medias logged in on his laptop do you get what i'm saying everything was logged in so all of my shit is just there right oh no yeah, yeah social yeah. medias yeah yeah because i used to back then i used to use facebook and twitter on the pc because my phone wasn't it was kind of you know the oh, old i had like a htc yeah. can't remember the exact one but i had like a i think it was wildfire s htc wildfire s so the screen wasn't that big, like it was more fun to use Twitter on a laptop. And this is a family... It's not a family laptop, no, nah, it's my dad's laptop, but he was away. Um, so oh, he, okay. he, he let me kind of use it, so he was kind of at work every single day. So during this holiday period, I was the only person, like my dad would literally go, um, leave in the morning, come back late at night, and just leave me and my brother £20. So we can get like lunch, and we just used to fucking go KFC every day. We got fat as fuck, you know, <laughs> literally, bro. Was it was twenty pound, we yeah. just go do this thing. So it was just me and my brother, just you know, two kids in this house, you know, having a summer holiday. It was fun while it lasted, but it ended with my dad actually going on his laptop, and you know, going through my social medias and finding certain things, let's say, checking the browser history. Mm. Certain things came to light. Um, and yeah, there were certain things that he wasn't necessarily uh, happy about or he didn't agree with, understandably. He's a Muslim man, 
I'm his child. So it didn't really fit within that, you know, that schema, that lifestyle. It didn't match. So that was essentially the reason that I got kicked out. Obviously, there was nuances in between. Uh, I got given a chance in the beginning. You could call it a chance, but it was kind of like, if you want to continue living here, you got to live by our rules. And at the time, I was confused, and you know, I was also I felt guilty every time I looked at anything that mm. that was gay or I spoke to anybody. So yeah, I was like, okay, I'll try it. But when you try to lock something away, what happens is it just becomes stronger. Do you get what I'm saying? So, did you know? I mean, as a kid, yeah, when you grow up in a Muslim household and mm. you know. Um, you know, being gay is, is not allowed, whatever it is. At what age did that start to conflict in your mind with your actual sexuality and your religion and your your background? Yeah, so because it was something that was so far away from what I've been taught and the reality that I've been taught, I didn't, I wasn't even aware of it until like 14, 13, 14. Up until then, I had zero idea, you know. It, it was the furthest reality from what I could even imagine. Mm-hmm. I would mistake feelings of romance for feelings of friendship. I would just think, oh, this is a really good friend. Because oh. my brain wouldn't even allow me to go to that level. Does that make sense? Oh, wow. Yeah. And you think that's because of what you were taught? Your, your background for sure your... it's because it was something that I couldn't accept because accepting it required an entire reframing and restructuring of my identity and that's difficult especially for a child to do like you don't want to be tasked with the challenge of completely restructuring your philosophy your identity what you stand for what you believe in at a young tender age and then 14, 15 you're now Going through, going through it. I'm, I'm understanding. I'm understanding it, yeah. that, you know, hormones, uh, testosterone. You know, like you're, you're starting to feel some, let's say, physiological symptoms. <laughs> let's just say that, and um, yeah, like I, I couldn't deny it, but I was in strong denial, and I, I would feel guilty. But yeah, so at that point, I knew. I was like, okay, cool. Let me give it a shot. Let me actually try to you know, change. Let me try to actually become straight. Mm. And I tried for a year, but it didn't work. It only got stronger. So uh, the next year, same thing happened. Again, careless with my social media and same exact situation. And at that point, I was just like, look, I can't change. This is me. What, what, how old were you? 16. Mm. And then my dad was like, okay, if that's the case, you got to go. So I was like, okay. So I packed my bags. You've had this conversation with your dad, I'm sure it's more of a... Yeah, my dad and my mum. Like my dad and my mum. No, it wasn't an argument. No, it, was, it was literally like, I remember it clear as day. Like We had the meeting the day before in the night and uh, it, was, it was quite intense. It was quite hard. Uh, at that point, I was furious at the first one. I was very upset, you know, because I felt bad, I felt guilty, I like, fuck, what have I done? Like, I've let down my, my family. Mm. But the second one, I was furious because it was like, you just invaded my privacy again. 
I'm like, how dare you like look at my shit? So I was just denying stuff, and it's funny because there was so many like, play. It wasn't only that like there was videos of me smoking weed, and then my dad would like, be showing. There was the whole family in the meeting, and my dad would be showing the video like, is this you smoking weed? And I'm like, no, it's not me. Yeah, who's that then? I don't know. Some guy that looks at me. I was just taking the piss. I was just vexed because I just was like, how dare you like put my shit out again? Do you get what I'm saying? So. Remember that night, I wasn't really being um, receptive of any sort of message that he was trying to send. We all just slept. It was more intense than I'm letting on, but we all just slept. And the next morning, I remember waking up. Everyone's gone to school or not. I'm not in school, obviously. And uh, I was just like, that. I don't think I can change. It wasn't like an argument. It was just like a. Oh, you've gone to him saying that. Yeah, I was like, I, okay. I was like, I thought about it. Like, I don't think I can. He's like, okay, then. So you can't be here no more. I was like, okay, so I guess I'll go go. So I packed up my bags. They had my phone as well at this point. So literally, I packed up my bags. Remember, I had my. There's like a hand luggage bag, all my clothes in it, stuffed in it. Just went to Enfield Town, and McDonald's, where I knew my friends would be. Um, they hadn't seen me for a while as well because I had to drop out of that school the first time blah 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 but when I just went there and I was looking at my friends and I saw one of my friends and uh, yo what the fuck we doing Ishma because they were coming out of school and I was just like yo can I sleep at your house literally just all my bags all my clothes you know no yeah. prior warning I was like can I sleep at your house and he's like yeah cool went back he told his mum Ishma sleeping at our house she was like okay cool Bearing in mind, you yeah. you haven't ever told anyone that you're... Yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. So, so at, at that time, nobody knew. So I, I was just saying that I've got kicked out of my house for smoking weed. That, that was kind of like my excuse. But I didn't really need one because this was like a really good friend and his mum was... His mum's one of the best people I've met, but she had no questions. I mean, it's another conversation. But yeah, she, she had literally zero questions, like... We just walked in. He was like, Ishmael's staying here. She was like, okay. Did you get me down? I was practically moved in. I'm sleeping in his room now. I'm sleeping in his bed. He's sleeping on the fucking sofa. Did you get what I'm saying? It's a good friend. Yeah, literally. Some like real shit. Uh, but then obviously it got a little bit complicated because there was a younger brother in the house and, you know, it wasn't, it was kind of, it was affecting him a little bit. So after a month and a half, uh, I wake up a note under my pillow basically saying it's too hard for me to talk to you about this in person and to tell you this but I wanted to put in a letter uh, obviously we love you staying here uh, we love you but we have to say that you have to find somewhere else to stay now you know what I'm saying because yeah. of the younger brother his development is not healthy I'm a single mom. you got like you know, I have a lot on my oh, plate. Oh, my mum wrote you the letter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I took it well, man. I imagine that's no, very for, tough, for, hard to do. For, for me, yeah, it was very tough hard to do. Like, she couldn't even face me and tell me to my face because she felt really bad, you get me? So she had, she literally had to put in a letter. And we talk about a lot of stuff, but she had to put in a letter. And I and understand you, that. Have and you gone back to speak to her? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many times. I might go see her this week, maybe. Really? Yeah. Nice, lovely. Potentially. 
I haven't seen her in a long while now, actually. But uh, I might go see the family this week, thinking about it. Um, but yeah, so that was that. Um, and then kind of after like a month and a half being there and then a month and a half to two months being in like a hostel, um, I moved back home and it was all forgotten about. It was taken like as a phase. It was a taboo topic. We never spoke about it again. Moved back in with your, your family, friends. yeah. And then I basically just learned to... Hide. Yeah. And I just had two lives. So one was Ishmael, that the family know, that my friends know. And the other one was this gay person. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? That I couldn't tell anybody about. But yeah, like that that was that's not a, even not even friends, right? Yeah, at that time nobody man, like even myself I didn't I felt guilty about it, like I felt bad, like at the time I felt like it was a sin, like I felt like what I'm doing is wrong. Yeah. So I yeah, I, I felt ashamed to talk to anybody about it. And then you've gone into your foundation year, you were saying you were sort of like smoking weed and mm. when you're with your friends smoking weed you kinda of just Yeah, so that, that that was like sixteen, so when I moved back into the house um, yeah, just like just you need to get out of there, get into literally, you, yeah, leave. yeah. I mean, n- n- yeah, 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 literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's tough, man. It's tough. And then I want to say fast forward a few years. We've done our foundation together. We've met. Mm. Mm. I've gone off to a different university. You've gone off to a different university. Um, We've now, how do we get back in contact? We were always kind of talking here and there. And then I think we just decided, when I started working. So I would say, I'll say let's not fast forward that quickly. Um, So given all of that, what's happened is now I've decided that I need to get out of my house. I need to explore the world, be independent, kind of find myself a little bit. So my route to doing that was finding a university to go to and move out. I was very convinced I needed to move out. My mum would always say, just go to uni in London. Yeah. And I was like, no, I need to go. I need to go, I need to go. Do you get what I'm saying? I get you. Yeah. So I left, I went to UE, that's where we met. And that's how we connected, I think, because we were very different characters. We had very different lives. Mm. But we were both in the same boat of this being a fresh start and this being our kind of um, chance to reimagine ourselves and to do you get what I'm trying to say yeah. it was an escape of some sense and we both were trying to escape some form of trauma I, I like that you've mentioned you mentioned it in this way mm. the reason why I was trying to jump mm. is to be like well basically what you just what you just said neither mm. of us knew what the other one was going through we didn't know and it goes back to everyone in that in that course mm. had a weird backstory like exactly. an episode of yeah, yeah, yeah. of Lost or something <laughs> we all had a backstory yeah. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know about yours you didn't know about mine until fast forward a few years 100% I see where you're going with that and that's very true actually because we just got on and we never spoke to each other about like mm. our childhood and growing up and like the struggles that we went through or not we just kind of accepted who we present today yeah and ran with it and we got along and you know 
we had a lot of fun but then fast forward um, we both go to different universities we both have different pathways we do different jobs we have a different life and then we reconvene we meet up again and then you're the first person I ever actually came out to mm. and I remember that day when I when I did do that I think it was the next time we met but then you told me you I was, told you I first I think you told me first yeah yeah sorry yeah. I told you first and you, you were, told me first you were and off then, like I wanted to tell you then, but 100%. I didn't want to take away from to spotlight. Yeah, yeah. you trying to open up and, yeah. you know, but it was interesting because in Bristol, I literally didn't tell anyone mm. and I met a few very, very good friends I'm still close with, you being one, one of them. Um, and then when I went to Nottingham, mm. for some reason, immediately, I met uh, a very good friend of mine and I told him. Yeah, it was almost like I I just mm. I wanted to just tell someone. Um, yeah, it was that's really funny you say that, man. Because even with um, and I don't really like talking about this too much, but like even with, like let's say coming out, quote unquote, or telling people something that you've been hiding. Yeah, when you finally tell one person, you feel like a weight off your chest, and it's like a release. Mm. And then you kind of get. A not addicted but you kind of get you yearn for that feeling again and you just want to tell as many people as possible and you kind of get lost in it and then you find yourself telling people that don't even matter yeah you know this is my life this is my story but then you reflect and actually why why does it why do i need to tell them why does it matter that they know but it's just kind of that relief that like this thing that i've been keeping inside for so long i finally have let out you know what i mean and um, yeah, like it's, it's a very similar situation. Like, I remember telling a lot of people that don't fucking matter. Yeah. You know, even strangers sometimes. And it's like, I'm trying to prove a point here. But why? Yeah. You know what I mean? And why do you need to know? You don't need to know. But for some reason, I've decided that you need to know. And it's very important that you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, kind of in a similar way, I have, I have told just random people yeah which I look back and I'm like why the fuck did I do that <laughs> it's a relief isn't it it's kind of like this thing that once you tell one person yeah it sets up a chain reaction almost yeah yeah no but the people I met in Nottingham um ended up being my housemates in second and third year mm. uh yeah these two people in particular were really really great really great and it's it's weird how uni kind of brings like you find your people that's what that's what people always say like you find your people mm. um, and I wasn't in a great place at uni but I literally found people who were also in a similar spot and we mm. all sort of helped each other at mm. that point in our lives yeah so uh, yeah I think they showed up in my life when I needed them and I'm very, very grateful for them. And I, yeah, man, I appreciate you, you being here, speaking to me about this on, on a podcast. Yeah, man, I mean, the way I look at it is, you know, this podcast, it's called Am I Locker? You know, it's your locker, it's your story. It's you talking about the things that you've locked away, that you are now... I haven't deeped it like that, bro. Exposed. Well, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm making my own narrative, maybe. I don't know if... I might change the name though. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But, you know, I mean, the way I look at it is like, 
you're putting a piece of you on display and you're being very raw and authentic and um, if I'm going to come on here I have to uh, at least do the same so it's not something that I would like to talk about on a podcast really but I think it's important that there's a precedent of what it means to be on MI's locker you know is 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 is, is a I appreciate talk. that. No, I appreciate that. It's, a, it's, it's authentic. It's like trying to. I mean, what would you say is your vision? I mean, this this could I, be a good kind of segue. What would you say? What would you say is your vision? Going back to kind of telling so many people like what you, what you were like holding on to for so long, or yeah. having it be a weight off your chest. Mm. But also, I see it as this could help. This could help a kid going through what I went through at 16 Um, or kids unfortunately who will go through that and I think for your situation you're very very strong and I know you being this vulnerable and speaking about it can help a lot of kids who are also from a similar second generation immigrant maybe a Somalian background or a Muslim background um, who are also in the same boat and can't you know yeah if they decide to click on your podcast no, man, thank you for <laughs> highlighting that as well. <laughs> I'm joking. Well, no, I appreciate you coming on. No, man. I think that wraps no up. No worries, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll second episode. Fucking hell, that was deep, innit? Yeah, man. <la